Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour back on the air. Glad you're with us today. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studio here at Hattiesburg, Bob and Kelly. Glad you're with us. We've got new offensive coordinator Chip Long on the show today. Also, play-by-play voice for Old Dominion. Ted Alexander will be on the show as well. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. And a great place to cater your next event. They do a wonderful job of catering at Dickie's. And uh, no matter how big or small your job, uh, give them a call and they'll be glad to work out something for you. Before we get started, we want to, of course, send our very best wishes to basketball coach Jay Ladner. You probably know uh, if you were on social media at all, uh, he was admitted to Forest General Hospital yesterday with what the school described as a Heart-related condition. We understand that uh, Coach Ladner is resting well, expected to make a full recovery, but will be out for a while taking care of himself. You know, just a a brief word about Jay Ladner and uh, covering the basketball team. I know that he just puts his heart and soul into this program. Uh, He travels, he works, he practices, he recruits. He does everything in his power to make the basketball program successful, and I think he's done a good job in that regard. Uh, we wish the best out of Coach Ladner. Look forward to having him back on the Eagle Hour very soon. All right, Chip Long is the new OC for the Southern Miss football program, and uh, he comes with no lack of experience. 18 Division One seasons, has worked as offensive coordinator at Memphis, Notre Dame, Tulane, and Georgia Tech. He comes to Southern Miss after spending the 2023 season as a quality control specialist at Louisville. And, uh, Coach, uh, very glad to have you on the Eagle Hour for the first time. And we understand that uh, you and Coach Hall go way back. We do, guys. Well, number one, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, but, yeah, me and Coach Hall, we go way back. So we were actually uh, college roommates. Um, Will's a couple of uh, years older than me. so But um, definitely caught a lot of passes from him. Now, we've never coached before together, so this has been kind of – fun and interesting but yes at one point we were uh we were college roommates well coach you know we're always told that offense begins and ends at the quarterback position and uh, you've got a you've got a transfer coming in here from florida state you've got what was really the highest i think highly recruited quarterback in mississippi high school coming into camp with you as well and you got a you got a kid that uh, that played a number of games last year coming back so Let's first of all start with the quarterback room. Your thoughts about uh, what you see from quarterback play? 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm filling filling them out as we go. Obviously, this entire offense surrounds and, and bases itself off the quarterback, what they do and what they do well, and then we teeter to the line, and then. But it is a our entire universe revolves around that position. You know, from what I've seen on film and what they've done in the past, you know, it's a it's a talented room. Um, you get the pieces around them, and you know, figure who can pick up this offense and go out there and and run the show. You know, we put a lot on that position. Um, we always want them to, you know, be an extension of myself out on the field. So a lot of time together and, you know, just really excited these next, you know, few months from spring ball and then the build up of spring ball to, to watch them grow and see, you know, what they can do and do well, obviously working on their shortcomings, but build everything around their strengths so they can go out there with confidence and, and hopefully light it up on, on Saturdays. Coach Long, when Will Hall announced your hiring, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I'll get it pretty close, he said, this is going to be Coach Long's offense. I will take kind of, I will take a hands-off approach. This is all Chip Long. So what will what is a Chip Long offense? What will it look like? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a pro-style offense that plays with tempo. Uh, probably not as much tempo as in the past, but I'm always going to have an element. Everything's going to start with that. Um, we'll be under center, very multiple, um, with two tight ends. You know, a fullback will be obviously featured in it as well. Um, but an NFL-style offense that just that goes fast. We'll be under center, a lot of movement pre-snap um to give the defensive issues but with an element of tempo um so we can play at a high pace and, and put the pressure on the defense and make them obviously defend the whole field and, and play at a two-minute pace what so, is what does it say about will hall when this is a guy that has ha- that has been hands-on as an offensive coach you know calling the plays coaching the quarterbacks things like that to where he's taking a completely new approach saying coach long it's your deal yeah, well, I mean, I think the day and age, too, now. I mean, there's just so much on the head coach with NIL, you know, culture, so many new faces each and every year because of the portal. It's hard to, to call plays and be on top of that. You know, you always give up something to be able to do the other. And I think he sees, um, you know, obviously me and him see it uh, the same way he's comfortable with me, but it allows him to, to branch out and touch every piece of this program. And he does an amazing job with that. These kids, just from – the little bit I've been here, they absolutely love playing for them, love coming in the building, coming to work with them. And, you know, I've been to some places where that wasn't the case at all. Um, and it just allows him to just form, you know, even more and build stronger relationships with these kids and then obviously get out, um, you know, out of the office and bring awareness to this NIL and kind of what the future of this this game is heading, you know, I think it's just gotten to a point where it's just so hard for these guys to be able to call it and be a head coach at the same time. Well, those of us on the Eagle Hour, we kind of, we kind of knew that you were the guy that would, that came into the primary focus early on. And I remember talking to Coach uh, Hall and he said, well, if Southern Miss was able to secure Chip Long, it would be a good day for Southern Miss. So it seems like to us that you were, you were, like I said, in focus early on. What is it about your skill set you think that uh, that got you this position? Um, you know, I've been fortunate. I've been surrounded by a lot of great coaches and a lot of great players. You know, um, you turn on our film, our kids are going to play hard. They're going to try to play smart and discipline. They're going to understand the meaning of taking care of the ball and those stupid penalties and playing for four quarters and playing to win. Um, you know, that's always been a trademark of mine and the physicality that they're going to play with. I think it's going to 
you know, the fans are going to appreciate it. And then obviously we want to play with a style that's exciting. The ball's in the air. We're pushing it with shots and explosives. And, you know, at the end of the day is getting our best players the ball, whoever that might be, however that builds itself over the next six to seven months. You know, it is a quarterback-driven offense, but it's also an offense that, you know, caters to showcasing our playmakers and getting them the ball in their hands and in space and, you know, obviously doing the things that they do well, not just me calling plays because I think this might be a a play that I've loved over the years but it might not be the case of if, is that is what we do and do well. So, you know, it caters to our players, it caters to our quarterbacks and skill guys and, you know, allows them to go play free and play an exciting brand of football that you want to play in. Coach, and it seems like – Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Finish go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was saying it seems like in college football today a lot of OCs – pass first, run second, or traditional way of playing football, of course, is you use the run game to set up the passing game. Which do you prefer, Coach? I mean, I think it depends each and every game. You know, obviously we want to be able to run the ball and run the ball when we want to. Um, and then, that, like it says, it sets up everything. But we, at the end of the day, we want to be a run-play-action team that, you know, utilizes the RPO but doesn't rely on it. You know, have the ability to get to our quick game, get to – our play action, be able to move the launch point for the quarterback, you know, to keep him healthy and upright and obviously buy us some time to push the ball down the field. So I think it changes game in and game out. You know, if we have to run the ball 55 times and win, we'll do it. And if we have to throw it 55 times, we'll do it. So um, it all comes down to what we have to do to win. But in a perfect world, you'd love to be 60-40 run pass. Mm-hmm. And with tempo um, and the, the amount of plays that – you know, you're able to get, it, it equals out pretty good. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to do whatever it takes to win the game. And going into spring football, which is not far off now, what are your goals? What What do you hope you will have accomplished when spring football is over? You know, we want to have a good idea who, you know, who's going to be able to go out in the field and play for us, whether they're starters or a backup. You know, we want to work on our fundamentals. Obviously, they got to get used to brand-new terminology because it is a, a brand-new offense for them. And, you know, being able to give them the confidence to go out there and execute a high level and then find the guys who you think are going to be able to um, help you win games, in my mind. You know, we got a young offensive line, got a young tight end room, really we're young everywhere. Um, so kind of just play it out so I can get a sense of who we are and what kind of direction we need to take when the summer comes around. And, you know, we might need to add a little bit more to this section of our offense or take away or – you know, kind of cater it to our players and, and what we have going into the season next year. That's where I want to come out. But, you know, I obviously have a good idea who our quarterback is going to be and who our playmakers are going to be, number one. Uh, Coach, can you stick around for just a few more minutes? Yeah, guys. All right, we've got Chip Long, new offensive coordinator for Southern Miss football on the Super Talk Eagle. I want to talk to him when we come back about college football in general. He's been in a lot of good programs, seen a lot. See what he thinks about the current status of the game. Remember, Genesis of Hattiesburg is the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest on the road today and coming very soon now. The all-new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Keep your eye out. Uh, We think we're going to be part of the grand opening. We're looking forward to that. More with offensive coordinator Chip Long right after this.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the show. This segment sponsored by Campus Book Bart at campusbookbart.net on Hardy Street. Miss Kathleen, uh, she's there seven days a week, and she can fulfill any need you have when it comes to Southern Miss Apparel. Campus Book Bart and campusbookmart.net. We're talking to our new offensive coordinator, Chip Long. And, Coach, I want to I get away a little bit from just what we were talking about, about Southern Miss football, and talk about college football in general. You've been around the game I guess most of your life and uh, 20 years of, of coaching. Uh, I, I saw this analogy a couple of weeks ago and it just kind of brought all of this to light. And it, it pointed out that the third string quarterback at Texas made $2 million in NIL money this year. The starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers made $850,000. It seems like we're living in an upside world. And, and I'd like to get your thoughts about the current status of college football. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's all over the place. You know, everything is dumped on you at once with the portal and the NIL and and all that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, you better adapt or you're going to get lost and left behind. You know, I think, you know, Coach Hall has a good foresight. He's pushing it because in his next two years, it's all, it's all going to come back. You know, I'm all for the kids getting paid and getting money. You know, you'd like to see it all go through the school and whatnot. Um, but if you're not building towards it and ready for it, you know, you're going to get left behind, you know, with this new conference alignment. It's all going to come out and settle out here in a couple of years. I think we just got to be patient. There's a lot of smart people working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the time being, if you're not aggressive and you're complaining about it all the time, you're going you're gonna to get left behind. You know, complaining about anything was never a solution to right. try to get on top of anything. So, it is what it is, guys, you know, and until they put some, you know, some garter rails on it, uh, you better be a part of it and be in it. Um, so at the end of the year, you're in it for these 12-game uh, playoffs that are coming right. up, which is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you, you know? like to see done, Coach? If you could make – if the decision were, were given to Chip Long, here's how we're going to – here's how we're going to work all this out, what, what would be your thought? You know, I, I would tear it, guys. I would have a – you know, a, a super conference for teams want to, and then, I mean, it's all based on how much these schools want to pay the players. You know, have a league where this is what we play them. Another league where it might not be as much, and another league where it might not be as much. Kind of how, you know, they do in D two football with scholarships. Um, you know, so, but at the end of the day, I think you need to have football be separate. So the rest of these sports, you know, you're not asking. You know, girls softball to travel from California to Rutgers on a weekend and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, get back to, you know, you're still regionalized sports, whether it's these new conferences or whatnot. But tier the amount of money the kids get, and if they don't like it, play better and go to that next level. But, right. you know, put some type of cap on it between leagues, whatever that might be, um, just to, you know, give these people a chance and where the money goes to the school, not – separate entities and collectives and all that stuff where's just a little bit more you know balance and you can make a little bit more solid decision making and, and i do think you know the nil certainly is going to benefit the higher resourced schools but i would also argue coach long that the transfer portal can kind of be the great equalizer i mean you've got one young man that's scheduled to come to southern miss coming from a power five that is florida state that could have arguably you know played in the the final four into this year so there's a way 
I mean, if, if the transfer portal, if you happen to luck out there, that could be an equalizer, yes? Yeah, oh, there's no question about it. You know, it's more, you know, about building great teams and a great program nowadays, you know, because it just can flip on you in a heartbeat. But, you know, it you got to embrace it. You can't fight it. You know, one year you might be really good, and the next year you might lose everybody. Um, you know, because you were really good, and everybody wants to pick your players. And it's just the way it is. You know, kids have way more opportunities than, than they ever have, which, you know, is a good thing. Um, now, I don't think it always works out for them, but, you know, having that ability is not an all bad thing. And yeah, and I would I would use as an example NCAA basketball this year. I mean, it always used to be North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, right? They were going to be the yeah. big dogs. Well, now you got schools like Houston and Baylor and, you know, uh, Nebraska, some of these teams that have not been very good in basketball. It's wide open this year, the NCAA basketball tournament field, I would think. So from a fan standpoint. The Final Four last year, you had two teams with, I want to say, a majority of their roster were fifth-year seniors in San Diego State and uh, FAU, and they were in the Final Four. Right. So if you do have a team that is an older veteran team, yeah, absolutely. you got you got the upper hand on, on a lot of a lot of teams that you're going to play. And, you know, but it still comes down to that culture, those kids wanting to be there. Obviously, you know, being able to give them the resources to, you know, where they don't chase another spot just for a couple dollars more. But, um, you know, it's an ever-changing world, and you got to understand that and adapt it. You can't get frustrated with it, um, or you're going to get left behind. There's no question right. about it. But I do think you need to have some foresight because in a couple years, this thing's going to come um, to roost again, and you better hope you're still pushing it where you have the ability to possibly move up um, as, a po- as opposed to being, you know, not taking advantage of these opportunities. And when it does come your opportunity to possibly move up in another conference, you know, you get left behind and you're in a worse spot than where you began. All right, Coach, you were roommates with Coach Hall. Is that right? Is that what you said? That's right. All right. Now, I want you to tell us – and. Just us three guys here. Nobody else is listening, Coach, on all these radio stations. Yeah, the ten thousand people that normally listen per day, they're doing something uh, else today. What kind of what kind of guy was Coach Hall back in his college days? Because we've heard he was the consummate party animal. <laughs> I tell you what, Will Will is as good of a leader as I've ever been around, um, and it didn't matter whether it's sports or or whatever. You always wanted to be around him and expect infectious. You know, personality, you know, like, like Will says all the time, you know, my, no one's day ever gets worse by hanging around me or being around me. And that <laughs> is absolutely true. And he's been the same person he was in 2002 as he is in 2024 right now. Wow. Um, unbelievable human being that, you know, my life was greatly impacted by being around him. And that, that, I can't tell you how excited I've been just to be back with him and, and being around him every day. It's been a true blessing. Now, did you know Lance and Carr at North Alabama as well? I did. Lance was my center. Me and Lance came into school together, actually. Yeah. Now, was he the same little weakling, quiet guy <laughs> oh, yeah. that he, he is now? He wasn't a little weakling at all. <laughs> he was a fierce competitor that was a great player, and you know, we won a lot of games together. He's a great guy too. We've had him on the show a lot, and uh, and I and I'll tell you this too, Coach, about uh, Coach Hall. In the twelve whatever years it is I've done this radio show, I have never, I have never been around a Division One college football coach more open, more accessible, 
and more honest with us than has been Will Hull. Yeah, he's the best. Does that surprise you in any way? What's that? I said, does that surprise you in any way? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I remember last uh, last year I had a chance to sit down, you know, toward the end of the year, uh, not on air, but privately in his office. And I just said, look, Will, our, our job as radio guys is to call it the way we see it. And I said, this is, you know, the natives are restless and you've been here a little bit long enough now. You know, are, are you OK? Personally, how are you doing? And he never missed a beat, Coach Long. He looked at me and he said, uh, you know, the Lord's got me covered. So regardless of what happens, I'm good. I mean, I know I'm doing, you know, what I think needs to be done, and it's it's going to work. You know, we're going to get this thing turned around. And and lots of times, you know, when you're getting smoke blowing up your skirt, you know, but I, I knew he was 100% genuine when he said that, that um, everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. Yeah, no, he's putting a lot into this place. And, you know, you got good kids to represent it. He sticks to his guns, you know, and hopefully this thing turns out like, you know the guy we worked for before in Mike Norvell at Florida State. Everybody was on his ass, but he stuck to his guns and you know and saw it through. He has a vision. He wants to stick to it, and you know hopefully I can help him. You know create that vision he's had for this place this whole time. Yeah, he got no, no further than the guy that coaches the Detroit Lions. He won I think four games in his first two years, and then his team played in the NFC Championship game this year. Yep, absolutely. Sometimes it just takes a little longer. Well, Coach, we are, we're glad you're here. Welcome to Hattiesburg. Thank you very much, sir, for coming on our radio show, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you as many times as we can when football gets a little closer. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Y'all have a great day. All right. Chip Long, everybody, the new offensive coordinator here. All right, so uh, that's all we heard all year long. First, we've got to have an offensive coordinator. Gotta have so you got one. You got a good one. You got a proven one that's uh, been at major programs, and uh, so everyone should be optimistic, I think, as we get ready to head into spring football. Yeah, and they start spring uh, training here the last week in February. Right. So, uh, and they've got you know a limited number. So, having to install a brand new offense, these guys are going to have to be on their toes, and that's part of what he talks about the culture and getting guys that aren't just good football players, but that are smart. You know, and that can digest this stuff pretty quickly. All right. Bo Bay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. They're located at 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. They serve up delicious beignets made to order. They don't cook them until you ask for them. And they got great coffees and other drinks to go as well. 2902 Hardy Street. Don't forget the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Basketball on tap tonight. We're about to talk to the play-by-play voice of tonight's opponent, Ted Alexander next on the Eagle Hour. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of our program every day, as you well know. Great place for lunch, as you well know. And a great place to catch the basketball game tonight. If you can't go to the Coliseum, we hope you'll do that. But if not, I assure you the game will be on the TVs at 4th Street Bar and Grill. 
Want to say hello to Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. Visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from USM on Hardy Street or call them at 601-264-4920. Ted Alexander is no stranger to our program. He graciously comes on uh, whenever we ask him. And Old Dominion and Southern Miss are about to square up in an athletic competition and we're glad to have Ted back on the show today, ODU here in town. And, you know, Ted, we'll get to the basketball game in a second, but but how odd. I know that your coach, uh, the ODU coach, earlier in the year suffered a heart problem that caused him to sit out the rest of the year. And just yesterday we get word that our basketball coach, Coach Ladner, uh, has experienced a heart-related issue. He won't be there tonight. You're going to have two interim coaches. And uh, in your career, how, how frequently do you see something like that? Uh, not very. Let's put it that way, and let's let's hope both coaches uh, take the time they need to get themselves healthy. You know, when as you get a couple more miles on, you realize how important your health is. If you've got aches and pains and other serious things going on, they can rule your life. And 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 you you want these guys to get healthy so they can get back to doing what they love. But you want them to get healthy first. All right, ODU has not had a good year, winning six games and losing seventeen. And how much of that do you attribute to the? disruption those kids experienced when they lost their coach? I think it's certainly part of it. Uh, I know the staff's been doing everything they can to, to keep it as normal as possible for for uh, the, the players, but it's hard. You know, when the, the voice they've, they've learned to listen to or are, have been taught to listen to and hopefully respect and follow, et cetera, when that voice is lost, you've got to find out a way to, to, to get that respect back and get that the the. the the learning back once again, and it's it's a process. Some days it's working, some possessions it's working, and others it isn't. Jeff Jones is the coach that we're talking about at ODU that, that suffered the heart, and, and certainly not to make light of it, but if you were going to have heart issues, to have them in Honolulu, uh, Ted, you know, where you get to rest a little bit in Honolulu, um, I well, guess. I, the, the, the best thing was, quite honestly, is his uh, he, had, he had, like, doctors with him in his family who who could you know cardiologists those types of things who who certainly didn't do the heavy lifting but they did some of the early lifting just to make sure he got the the care he needed as soon as he could and and yes it it was it's a weird way to start a trip to honolulu let me put it that way how is he ted i think he's i think he's okay he's probably if he's like any other basketball coach driving him nuts that he can't be uh working with his team uh but i think it's it's a good idea and i think those in his ear, be it himself or his bride or his family or his doctors, that said, listen, you need to step back and take care of yourself for a while. I think that was a good idea. When I've texted with him, he's doing just that. But you can tell he probably still has that itch. It's hard when you've been a lifelong coach not to be coaching. He's got to coach himself now to get better. Yeah, and when we when we hear about things like this uh, from your coach, Coach Ladner, it puts athletics in perspective. And, and, and what you said is right. The foremost important thing is for these two men to regain their health, correct? No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And it's it's hard when, you know, all of us think this way with our, with our jobs or whatever we're doing. Well, we can't, you know, I don't want to let the, 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 the team down or the university down or whatever. Well, you can't let yourself down first. And, and sometimes it's hard to put yourself in front of those other entities because they pay the bills or whatever. But sometimes you have to. And I think this is a case for both of those guys to, to realize that the health is the, the the priority here. All right, let's look at the Monarchs now, Ted. In the games that you guys have won this year, what have the Monarchs done well? And conversely, in the games that you haven't won, 
what what have you not done so well? When we're playing well, we're we're passing the ball. We don't have a lot of assists. We don't share the ball a lot. But when we're getting defense turning into transition offense, I think that's when when we have success. We don't have a lot of height. Uh, we don't have a lot of depth. Um, but they'll scrap for you, and these guys will play hard. And when they're doing that and sharing the ball, uh, they can have success. Now, conversely, when they're playing AAU one-on-one, let's get my stats, and who cares if we win or lose ball, they're horrible. And bad shots turn into to long rebounds and breakouts for the opponents and open threes for the opponent, and the th- opponent's going to hit those things because the uh, the fifth defender is still back complaining to the official about why he was fouled shooting that one-on-three underhanded layup. So when you have a team that uh, it's obviously not going to finish the number one seed in this going into the Sun Belt tournament, <laughs> and with the other th- probably not, yeah, with the other cards they've been dealt, it does say something about the athletes. Though when when they continue to to play hard, whether it's good or bad, they play hard. From what I'm hearing from you, that's that's I, I think that's a correct assessment, and and they've got the talent. It's just you know I, I was I was asking uh, our preseason first team guy Chauncey Jenkins the other day in the post game show. I said, how hard is it? to have the basketball in your hands and you want to make something happen and you realize your team needs to have you make something happen. So you take it down the lane and it's one on three. Where's the fine line that says, you know what, it's better for my team if I pass to the open guy. And how hard is it to navigate that? And he said it's really hard because you want so it's not like these guys don't want good things to happen. It's just that the percentages of going one on three are lower than if you drive and dish. And and the Monarchs are going to have to try to figure out to how to do something that no other team has done this year, and that's beat the Eagles at Reed Green Coliseum. And that's a whole other kettle of fish. Now, I think these guys have had their 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 ups and downs, both home and away. Got their first road win at Marshall last week of the season, first non-neutral road win. And, and they'll need to perform well. And again, will they do it? They have the capability to do it. They have, hopefully, the desire to do it, but whether they can or not, who knows? We played well against a sleepy JMU team in the first half on Saturday, but then JMU started getting hot. We were going underneath uh, screens instead of uh, above them. Open threes. Friedel start nailing threes. The crowd gets into it. We get antsy. We start taking stupid shots, and next thing you know, we're down 12. Well, conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorists, I should say, Ted might say that that part of your season is to blame on JMU. This is a a subverted plot uh, to have you guys not because they don't. I like wouldn't you. doubt it. <laughs> wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> that love hate relationship between JMU and uh, and Old Dominion. How's the rest of the schedule look for you guys, Ted? Going out the rest of the way. Well, I mean, you know, again, with the team that plays well and plays hard and is is playing for each other. It's, it's an opportunity to get a little bit better and maybe make a little bit noise down in Pensacola. With the team that, that is out for themselves, it's, 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 it's a you know, slow, slow walk to China. Uh, Central Michigan is our MAC game on Saturday. That's home. Then uh, home for Louisiana, Georgia State, App State, and Coastal. And then we finish up at App State and Georgia Southern. So we still get the Mountaineers a couple of times, and obviously they're in first place, so that's going to be a, a tall task. But we'll have to wait and see. Again, this these guys have shown the, the capability to do it. It's just doing it for 40 minutes in a row. All right, Ted, about two minutes left. I want to switch gears with you real quickly. I know two years ago when uh, ODU and uh, Marshall and Southern Miss all came into the Sun Belt, what we heard 
from people on the baseball side of the league was, this is tremendous. We're getting two national caliber baseball programs added with Southern Miss and ODU. I think I told you off air, I, I thought a couple of years ago it was just criminal that ODU did not get in the NCAA uh, tournament after watching them play here. I thought they were the best team I'd seen play all year against the Golden Eagles. Uh, what, what's baseball look like uh, for the Monarchs upcoming? Well, once again, we've got, got some turnover. We've got some, some uh, guys coming back. Uh, I, I'm not sure. We've, we've hit over 100 homers a year for three years in a row. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, although our big bopper, Jake Tyser, is, is coming back. Well, we're, we're, you, know, you, you never really know because it's, it's all about the pitching, and right. it's all about pitching depth. And uh, I think they're moving John Holabetz, who was a closer last year, uh, into the starting rotation. And we'll see what happens there. I know uh, they've got some other things going on on the pitching staff where new guys are coming in. But, you know, with the portal and those types of things and, and grass being greener everywhere else, you know, you never know what type of uh, team you're going to put together. I know Coach Finwood was a little frustrated with last year's team from you know, the internal leadership and that type of stuff, which is so necessary to have a successful baseball clubhouse. You have to, the guys have to police themselves and understand the culture. Uh, this year he goes, he, he told me it's much, much better. Guys are buying in. Fall was wonderful. They had a lot of fun and made a lot of progress. And uh, it looks like a week from Friday we'll get things kicked off against GW up at the Bud in Norfolk. All right, Ted, we, as always, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I hope you guys have a pleasant stay here in Hattiesburg and uh, safe travels after tonight's ball game. We're expecting it to, to be a good competitive game. Well, appreciate having me on, and uh, here we go. Let's have another fun Monarchs-Golden Eagles battle. There we go. Ted Alexander, everybody, play-by-play voice for Old Dominion University, and uh, we always appreciate uh, these guys and their willingness to come on the program. Mardi Gras weekend here in Hattiesburg Saturday, we're going to have Melissa Socher on the show tomorrow to talk to us a little bit about that. And uh, we got a big, big show lined up a week from Friday. We're going to be two hours opening day at Pete Taylor Park. No bigger show every year and no better day. We're really looking forward to that. We're going to have some great guests lined up for you. We'll be right back. All right, I want to thank Ted Alexander from Old Dominion University for joining us. Always appreciate uh, his input when we play the Monarchs. Chip Long, new offensive coordinator. Glad we could introduce him to our Eagle Hour listeners today, and it was a good conversation. Uh, We've still got lots to come this week. We'll be talking to baseball players Billy Odom and Nick Monastere, among others. We're going to be talking about the Mardi Gras Parade tomorrow. We're going to have a great show for you. Uh, You're going to have a great former Southern Miss Eagle on the show Friday and uh, you'll remember him. He uh, manages now D-Bat on Hardy Street, which brings me to the fact that the Luke Reynolds can teach your kids how to be the best they can be in baseball and softball. If you saw him play, you should have no doubts about that. 
they have great training programs for kids of all ages in basketball, baseball and softball. Got a great pro shop. Kids will find a penny they want to buy there, I can assure you. And uh, they can just make you, you know, they can make their game the best it can be. We look forward to having Luke on the show with us uh, Friday along with Patrick McGee from NOLA.com when we do our Super Bowl preview with the professor himself, a guy that covers the New Orleans Saints for a living, Patrick McGee. So uh, hope you'll stay tuned with us the rest of the week. Going back to where we started the show, Kelly, uh, uh, Jay Ladner, I, I'm happy to say he's a friend of both of us and a guy we admire and, and really think a lot of. And he's at Forest General right now, as I understand. He had a heart-related incident yesterday, but all reports are that uh, well, I spoke to a, a university official today that said all of Jay's family and the people around him are very optimistic that he'll have a full and complete recovery, and uh, we we certainly hope that that is uh, very very soon. But in the interim, uh, you know, it's not going to ask us for our advice, but if he did, I, I would say take care of yourself first, Coach. Just like just like Ted said, and the basketball program will be here when you're healthy and ready to go again. And in the meantime, of course, Juan Cardona uh, will will coach the team tonight if you know in a structure in a system like this really i don't think uh you know i think the guys respond every bit as well to juan cardona so if something like this had to happen it's good to have a guy like coach cardona you know on the sidelines but but i want to ask you know you bob that with you know without getting getting too personal i mean you've had heart uh things happen you mm-hmm. know w- with your heart and it's something that that uh, you you had to kind of change your lifestyle and, and make a, a big turn. So how did, how have you dealt with that mentally? Well, that's part of it. I mean, you know, you have to mentally overcome. Whenever you're faced with your potential mortality, uh, your outlook, you, you view things differently. I think you appreciate things. But I'm not, I'm not saying that Coach Ladner was. I, right, I don't right. want to miss it. I was, not, right. not particularly. Not Coach Ladner. But look, I you know I was told I was told twenty years ago these are the things you can do, and you can live to be a happy old man. But you got to change your lifestyle, and I think this applies to every every man in their fifties, sixties, seventies, whatever. You got to eat right. You got to exercise. You've got to be active and exercise. Uh, you you know you've got to uh, you got to eat right. You got to do that. You got to do what the doctors ask you to do. And you just have to block it out of your mind. I mean, you could let it overwhelm you if you think about it all the time, but you trust in the medical people. And I will tell you this, and this was from my firsthand experience. We are lucky, lucky, lucky to have the cardiology department at Forest General Hospital that we have. Top flight surgeons, top flight nurses. My experience there, and I, I spent a week there two years ago in October when I had bypass surgery. I, I mean, from the minute. I met the surgeon. I felt reassured. And the the top-notch, unbelievable professional care is, is something that I will never forget. So Coach Ladner is in great hands. And I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened to him, obviously. But he's in really good medical hands. And uh, they'll, they'll teach him what he needs to do moving forward. And Coach Ladner can live a long, happy, and productive life. And we're fortunate to have that here. You know, I, th- I think all of us, to a degree... Uh, you know, to a degree, have some type of addictive, you know, behaviors. Now, one that I don't have was for cigarettes, and I know that, uh, and I hope I'm not sharing too much. But a long time ago, you you were a oh, smoker. I smoked for a long time, and I don't know that Jay Ladner's ever smoked. No, I don't have any. No, idea, but, the, but but where I was going with this is people who have smoked and had to put them down said it was the toughest thing they ever had to go through. But you found it to nah. be pretty easy. 
I, I don't I don't even remember quitting to be honest with you. I mean I was told, you know, if you wanna you wanna live a long, happy life, you gotta quit smoking, you gotta exercise, you gotta eat right. And if you do those things, you'll be fine. But if you don't, if you don't, this is gonna be the end of you. And it you know, I can't tell you how long it'll be, a year, eighteen months, two years, but it's gonna get you if you don't stop. So I never, I never looked back. I not, yeah. I, I I don't even remember quitting smoking to be honest. And that's and you've said that more than once is is you can't look back and you, you can't, can't worry you about. Gotta it. Gotta look forward. Gotta look forward. You know that was that was taught me when I had that surgery. The surgeon said, "I want you to visualize something that's really important to you that you want to do in six, nine, twelve months, and I want you to focus on that while you're here, and I want you to look forward to that because when I'm done with you, you're going to be able to do that." And that would be my advice. You know, look to the future. Don't look to the past. Change your ways. Do what the doctors tell you. And, man, we're lucky in this country to have such medical care. Yeah, but you were looking forward to go, to seeing the Redskins play. And, boy, what a disappointment that wound up. No, I, bought, I had to block negative <laughs> stuff out of my mind, Kelly. So okay, okay, I got you. Actually, you know what I envisioned? <laughs> I remember my envision was that I was going to be sitting at opening day at Pete Taylor Park, enjoying baseball and healthy again. And... That day came, and I'm, I'm grateful. So, hey, I'm just grateful that Coach Ladner's where he is. Amen. And, yeah. uh, Coach, anybody that listens to the show today that sees you, you please let them know that we love you, and we're looking forward to seeing you back really soon. All right, that wraps up the show today. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.